Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, you know the drill. Three questions and go and ask us questions in our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and or on the social meds at Barpath Fitness, on Instagram and TikTok. Did I get them all? So, or you can join our newsletter and ask us questions via email because email is cool and you all love it. Okay. Okay. Question number one: What are the <laughs> what are the best exercises to strengthen the hamstrings at home? Ooh, this is fun. So, mm. if you have a partner and or roommate that you don't feel awkward asking, you can do or partner. A very heavy dog. Well, <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Oh, that's so cute. Like they put, they can put yeah. their little paws on the back of your. Well, I was just thinking, you put them. I don't know. Have don't them know. lay down. Yeah. That would be really hard. So, yeah. partner Nordic <laughs> curls. <laughs> so, I we will. I feel like we should probably link oh, videos yeah. for all I of. I hate these. when we say that because then it's so much work. We when need we to do it though. Do yeah. Okay. We're so post Nordic video. curl. Like so, if you're doing it with a partner, you're having them hold. Like so, you're on your knees. Well, you need some cushions or pillows for this, so you don't kill your knees. But have you, your partner who's holding your feet should be very strong too just fyi so anyways yeah just because they have to hold your body weight as you lower into this but they're holding basically the back of like your calf area towards your heels and you're literally just going to drop your chest down towards the floor and then come back up These so are hard they're very hard you probably won't be able to do it while keeping your hips extended throughout so you might have to hinge at the hips to mm-hmm. make these fingertips maybe yeah and or use some hand assistance as you lower because again these are really hard like you're pretty much putting all of your load into your hamstrings which is a lot yeah. so again we'll link well we don't have the partner variation but you can see what an are actual, we gonna have to take videos just for this no podcast, we're gonna so. link what a nordic <laughs> curl is and okay. then you can see by where my feet are hooked up oh, yeah because you have one on the where rack. the partner would hold on to your to your okay. feet or legs so that's a really good one that's probably a more advanced one but sure. oh ooh, another good one this i don't know if this one is more advanced too this usually destroys people but hamstring walkouts so basically you're going to lie on your back bridge up into like a glute bridge position mm-hmm. and you're going to lift your toes up so you're on your heels and you're going to walk your heels forward to where your hips are still off the floor but your legs are fully extended in front of you okay you get it yeah so that's obviously the hardest part and then you're going to walk your feet back i usually like to take four steps each so four steps out to get my legs legs extended and then four steps back to come back to that glute bridge position so i've done that on carpet with a paper plate under each heel no it's not like slider. a slider it's not the same well you could do that's a slider like can't no you? this is like an actual walk out no but i know that's but like I mean, yeah you could do a slider hamstring curl I'm just saying yeah yeah for sure but this would probably be that would be way more intense i feel like you think yeah okay because you don't have like i mean your knees are bent as you're walking your legs out like the slider you're kind of just controlled by how quick it slides down yeah i mean you have to control it a little bit but yeah, you can do, if you have a stability ball, you can do a stability ball, hamstring curl right. too, slider. So what did you use? A paper plate for yeah, the slider hamstring curl? Plate. Yeah. Yeah. You could do. You have the right carpet and plate. So yeah. It'd have to be the weird. right amount of yeah. slide on the carpet. Yeah. Or I guess you could do it on a wood floor. Yeah, I've seen people, yeah, with enough. towels and wood floor. Towels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything that's slippery that you can place on your heels. 
and lower your legs as your hips are bridged up. That's the important thing is you have to keep your hips bridged up the entire time. So, okay. If you have dumbbells, I don't know if you do, but if you do have like a few dumbbells at home, you can do a lying dumbbell curl. So is this the one you did on the bench? Yeah. I guess you would need a bench for this. I mean, you could do it without a bench. It just would be a shorter range of motion or like a band curl. If you have bands at home, you can hook it to something sturdy and just hook, uh, you know, lay away from whatever the band is hooked to, wrap the end of the band, like the loop part around your yeah. heels. I feel like we have videos for all these. Yeah, yeah we do. Okay, and extend good. your legs and pull them back. Oh, cool. and then the best one, I would say, is a single leg good morning. So you really don't need load for this one, especially if you haven't done them before. But essentially, you have one leg that's completely locked out. That's the side that you're working. The other foot is just kind of anchored right there. So most of the load is in the, the working leg. You want to initiate by engaging well so you want an anterior pelvic tilt throughout so you almost want to initiate the movement by arching the lower back because at the bottom position your back's going to stay flat which will really maximize the stretch that you have in your hamstrings and that's why it's also important to keep your knee slash leg locked out because that will also maximize the amount of tension and stretch that you're getting in your hamstrings at the bottom so and basically go until you feel like you're going to round your back to reach lower. You don't want to get to that point. So stop right before that point. Yeah. So, so. for me, it's not very much movement at all. Yeah, it's really We should not. do like a side-by-side video of like me, me, and, me you and you doing you. this. <laughs> yeah. Post it on Instagram. So we should. Say, like, like before and after. <laughs> yeah. But it's different yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Or like, well, like, is it just an instructional of like, That's only go until and they'll see like, yeah. I'm limited. So I can't go that far. Yeah. But okay i like that yeah do we have to do that for this podcast no i guess we could no oh no No. we're not doing that don't don't make promises don't make promises (laughs) that you can't keep all right (laughs) question two i usually work out at 8 to 9 p.m i did that last night should i eat afterward i don't know heather should i did last night but i didn't go to bed till two (laughs) yeah this this I think in the question i actually left out is that they go to bed right after oh okay which is an important part of the question so yeah this is tricky because uh, depends if your gut can handle it or not. So if eating that late causes some GI distress, like as you just like eat and then go right to bed, like you eat and then you go lay down and then you won't sleep as well, I would probably skip eating after and maybe think about eating all of your calories beforehand. Because if you're getting enough protein and calories in general, it's almost splitting hairs as to like, whether or not this is like the optimal thing to do. That is the most important thing is just get enough protein and calories in general because you don't want to disrupt your sleep. It's probably more important to have, well, I, would, I wouldn't say probably. It's definitely more important to keep your sleep consistent and have good, restful, deep sleep. So I guess figure out where you're at and what you can handle. Like, I don't know, Heather, how did you, I guess you didn't go to bed till two. So that's, no, yeah, that's different. Was fine. <laughs> but have you ever eaten late right before bed yeah like right before bed Bef- uh, the, like a meal mm, the only time i've done that is when i'm also having alcohol i feel like yeah right? like, so you don't remember so i don't shit. know so your sleep is shit like, anyway my sleep is gonna be shit anyway anytime i drink a sip of alcohol yeah so, yeah it's yeah i'm not sure <laughs> yeah so like i said eat the majority of your calories earlier in the day and you can probably save like a protein shake for after so just something that you're drinking it's not a ton of food and you're still getting in some protein for recovery can also do like a yogurt and or cottage cheese something small and protein filled that way you don't have a ton of food sitting in your sitting in your gut i know a lot of people like to do whole milk whole milk yeah like that's night. great yeah. you could even like add a little protein powder to whole milk like mm-hmm. you just don't want a lot of food in your gut while yeah. trying to digest as you sleep because your body's going to prioritize digesting your food versus 
restful deep sleep. And that's obviously really important. So, you know, either way, I would make it a small meal, even if your gut can handle it since you're going to bed right after. But again, like enough protein, enough calories in the day in general, and you'll be fine. So, but I know some people like to eat after they work out no matter what. So if that's the case, I would probably drink the calories because like a, just a pure protein shake will digest pretty quickly, especially if it's a whey protein. So you should be fine. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Question number three. I not work out that late. Oh, I did last night. It wasn't bad, but I also stayed up really late. So yeah, it's different. <laughs> if it you does were, energize me. If you were training at 8 or 9 p.m., then you ate at, you know, 9, 30 or 10 and you went to bed at 2, then, then it doesn't matter because you've right. had four hours to yes, digest your food. Hours. But like, are you sleeping enough? No. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's also that Definitely problem not. too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this person just had like a, that's just her schedule. So she has to figure it out. So, okay. Question number three, what is your favorite type of client to train? All of the clients that I have right now, each and every one of you. You're all her favorite. You're all my favorite. Okay. So (laughs) I feel like this has changed over the years. Like when I first started training full time, I was into powerlifting. So I was really into like squatting, benching and deadlifting and like people who wanted to do that stuff. And this isn't a bad way to train people because I do think that most people should be able to squat, bench, deadlift, and or work up to being able to do that. But also not every person needed to do barbell squats, barbell bench press, and barbell deadlifts, right? So I wouldn't say that's where like I went wrong, but I could have been a little bit more like open-minded to that. But I did love training the people who were like, yeah, I want to get like really strong. That was my favorite, which I still love to do, but now where I'm at is about half the time I'm doing in-person clients, half the time I'm doing online clients, and it's different depending on what type of client I'm training. So in-person, I actually love training older people. Yeah, I just think it's really cool because, you know, some of them have experienced resistance training. Some of them have experienced doing sports. Here in Colorado, like people are super active no matter what age, no matter what weight, et cetera. People are super active. So it's really cool to help them with any injuries or strengthen any like previous injuries. And it's usually like something I see is just like, oh, I just, you know, this, my shoulder, this left shoulder just nags a lot. And, or like this, I can do squats. I can do all this stuff, but my right knee just kind of gives out on me sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. So I always pay attention to that. And then I work to strengthen that. And then they don't have those issues anymore. That's really fun for me. And, or an older person who literally has no experience can barely like I want to say I've trained a lot of people who can barely like move or get up off the couch, but just like data improving day-to-day functions is really cool. Mm-hmm. So like maybe they're, maybe they don't have it, you know, any experience resistance training, but you know, a lot of people up here, they walk a lot and we're in the mountains. So it's, it's hilly. So there's some like bare minimum muscle there and bare minimum strength, but like we'll get into you know, just, you know, the basic foundational movement patterns. And they're just like, whoa, I could like reach for my Tupperware better, grab a plate at a, you know, on a higher shelf with ease and I can walk farther. Like just shit like that really excites me because it's just day to day things that they do that are easier for them. And that's really cool. And my goal for them is to just like strengthen them to where if they fall, they won't break their hip and die. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole. Like when once you hit a certain certain age, if you don't strength train, your risk for death if you fall and break your hip is it's like, I don't know, it's some crazy high percentage. So 
it gets more and more important to strength train as you age. So yes. that's why I really like it because it's like, this is, this is, I, mean, I don't want to say life and death, but it's the matter of like moving or not moving anymore. Yeah. So I would say in person for me, my favorite people to train would be people who want to learn. Right. Like yeah. People who want to actually learn versus people who are trying to like look a certain way. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So as long as you're like, hey, yeah, I actually want to know more about that because then I can just like talk their ear off during. <laughs> oh, I do that anyways. <laughs> I don't care if they want to learn or not. I just I just tell I talk to educated. them. Yeah, you're going to get educated no matter what. But I'm always like in person. I'm always educating them on why we're doing this. Yes. yes. Why we're doing, why I'm saying this cue, why we're resting. Right. It's why really nice when they're extra receptive though. Is all I'm yeah. Oh yeah. I totally favorite. agree yeah. because some people like, yeah. I don't care. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Some people don't give a shit and I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about that? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like to Small rant. Talk. Yeah. My least favorite. Oh, thing. I'm, it's not my favorite, but I'm really You're damn good, good at, at it. it. I've been doing it for a long time. That's why you train a lot more than I train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get to know people like I've, made some good connections and friends just training yeah. in person like yeah. you, if you think about it like you see sometimes people you know they come two to three times a week you see these people more than they see their best friends sometimes yeah. so it's it's yeah it's it's kind of crazy you sometimes you know if if it's the right person and you mesh with them really well they could become like family to you so totally, totally. shout out susan yeah shout wherever out you susan. are susan you're my Did best you listen friend to this no oh okay she um, doesn't know what a podcast is <laughs> she's too <laughs> all right all right so uh, how about online training online yeah so this is different because it's a different type of person who's going to do online coaching mm -hmm. you need i i don't like training beginners i don't like training people who don't really have experience because i would rather have them in person so i can be more hands-on with them yeah. so i like training like it's usually people who are in their 30s or 40s. They understand technology because we use an app. They have to know how to use their iPhone to video themselves. And someone who is consistent and into fitness, they just want more guidance on programming and form checks. So someone who is going to show up and do their workouts no matter what, they just want me to be there to you know, say like, oh, congrats on your PR. Or I'll have, you know, form checks for people. I do a lot of cues like optimizing their training really that's the that's yeah. the online clientele someone who's really wanting to maximize their fitness maximize their gains maybe they're training for a specific port like we've sport sport like we've had a few powerlifting clients a few olympic lifting clients that's not to say i won't take someone who's not like that because sometimes i've gotten people to be like that so they'll start with me and they maybe have been consistent here and there with their fitness but having a coach gives them the accountability to stay consistent and yeah. they're like they would they were like right on the cusp cusp of being like a fitness person you know like having that identity and then i kind of got them there yep. because i'm staying on their ass about doing their workouts and making sure that they're getting everything in so yeah totally yeah yeah i feel I, like yours is more sports specific online, online coaching yeah. yeah i i definitely like newer so intermediate lifters who are newer to something like powerlifting yeah that would be my favorite right like i'm introducing you to the sport it's really rewarding because you've been lifting for a while but now you're gonna like learn all these new things and you're gonna do this new experience of like going to a meet and that would probably be my favorite yeah for online coaching i will say that for online coaching if you if even if you haven't done movements like barbell squats mm -hmm. deadlifts bench but you're willing to learn and you're really good with being okay with videoing you yeah. know videoing yourself being like consistent on the at like with technology really then you're a great candidate even if you're not like 
the most into fitness. You're not the most consistent. That's my job to get you to be consistent. True. Yeah. And give you that accountability. But it's just I've had some people not like it because they just don't like videoing videoing themselves. They don't understand like where to put. It's just if you're not good with apps, don't do it. And it's not that hard either. Like our app is very straightforward that we use. It's like, here's the camera button. Take a video, upload it. It's really simple. And I get if you're uncomfortable doing it, but like it's 2023, everyone does it. So I don't really want to sit there and convince you to do that because that's what you need to do in order to get the most out of your online coaching because it's not in person. It's cheaper. So you're just gonna have to suck it up. Yeah, Yeah, it's cheaper. If it's, you're going to have to suck it up and just do it if you want the most out of it. So yeah. I try to make it as close to, you know, that one-on-one connection in-person experience as possible. It's just the feedback and the cueing is delayed because I watch it after you do your workout. I give you the cues for next time you do the movement. So that's why it's cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah. But anywho. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, All that's right. it. Yeah. Okay, if you like this podcast, please rate and review it on anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on the social meds and share this podcast with your podcast-loving friends and your non-podcast-loving friends. Get them into podcasts with Stronger Than Your Boyfriend because who doesn't love that name? (laughs) Katie's your best friend. And we're, oh, we're both your best friends. (laughs)